Welcome to Slate Church. We are so glad you decided to join us today. Whether you are watching online or at one of our watch parties, we are glad you are tuning in here. If you don't know who I am, my name is Emma and this is Luke and we're two of the lead pastors here at Slate Church alongside our spouses, Victoria and Brandon. And we are just so glad that you decided to come here today. We're excited to be here with you virtually. And you know what? We are really believing that God is going to move in some mighty and powerful ways today. We can't wait to see what that's going to be. And you know what? Coming up right now in the chat is actually a connect button. And we would love for you to click that if you want to get connected with us as a church, if you want to join a team, a connect group, if you want to learn more about us as a church, you can go ahead and you can click that button right now and fill out a connect card. But also popping up in the chat right now is an invite button. You know, it's not too late to invite somebody out to church. We would love for you to do that now. Think of that person that you know needs to be in church today. Click that button and invite them to be here. We believe that God wants to speak to them and that God wants to speak to you in your life, in your situation in church today. Absolutely. You know, right now we're going to go into a time of worshiping God. So wherever you are, why don't you just stand up, jump to your feet. We get to praise God and let's do that together now. Let's worship together, church. There is a sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear praises he hears. It's the sound I love to hear. It's the sound of the Savior's robe as he walks into the room where people pray, where we hear worship, he hears faith. Oh, wait. 
sing his praise aloud. Awake my soul and sing, sing his praise aloud. Sing his praise aloud. Amen. Here at Slate Church, we love to come alongside people and celebrate with them all that God is doing in their life and also pray with them over their needs. And today we're going to do just that. Um, so let's take some time to actually celebrate as if this were our win today. Today somebody is thankful that they are able to experience a sense of peace in a season of trials. And somebody else is thankful for God's grace that is beyond their understanding. And aren't we all thankful for that? Um, isn't that amazing, God's grace? Amen. And somebody is also praying uh, that they would get a job in the next month. And we're also praying for somebody else's friend who's experiencing panic attacks and anxiety. And these are only a few of the needs represented in our church. Uh, there are so many more. And today, let's pray together over them. And if you have faith, why don't you stretch your hand towards the screen um, and believe with us for these needs. And if you have a need of your own, um, why don't you stretch the other hand towards the screen just to give it to God. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for everything that you have done in so many lives through Slate Church and through your grace and your peace that you give to us. And God, we lift up all of these needs today. God, the needs that we've said, the needs that are represented here, we give them to you. We believe you for healing. God, we're believing you for provision. Um, and we thank you for that. We thank you that you will be peace, that you'll provide jobs. Um, and we just ask this in your name, Father. Amen.
Amen. Well, hey, we're actually going to continue in our worship right now as we gather around our giving. And actually, I just want to encourage us in our giving today by sharing a simple thought. You know, a lot of us, uh, we've got our wallets on us, don't we? I don't know where you keep yours. I keep mine in my pocket. Maybe you keep yours in your pocket, maybe in your purse or bag, fanny pack. I don't know. But you probably have your wallet on you even right now. We go through life with our wallets on us, and, and that's great. But for a lot of us, we got to ask the question, do I hold my wallet or does my wallet hold me? Because I think for a lot of us, if we were honest, it's money that holds us. Maybe it might hold us captive through fear or worry or other different types of things. I don't know. But I really think that this moment in our service is a good opportunity for us to ask ourselves the question, do I hold my wallet or does my wallet hold me? And it's important that we ask that because in Matthew 6, 24, Jesus says that you cannot serve two masters. He says that you cannot serve both God and money. Now note that he doesn't say you cannot serve God and have money. Sometimes that's what we think. But he actually is saying you cannot serve both God and money. When you make money the God of your life, that's not a good thing. And so we've got to ask ourselves this question today. What is our attitude towards our finances? Do we hold it or does it hold us? And I think that one of the best ways that we can ensure that it is not holding us is actually to bring our offering and our tithe to God and actually release it to him and release it into what he is doing in the church and the way that is allowing us to build the church and being faithful in our tithe week in and week out. And I wanna encourage you to do that this week because I really believe that as we do this, we actually set our finances in their right order, in their right place in our lives. It's not that it's bad for us to have money. In fact, having money allows us to do great things in the name of Jesus. But we gotta make sure that money is not taking the place of Jesus in our life. So as we give today, let's remember that. Let's really sow into what God is doing and let's believe that he is going to do more with our money than we could ever do on our own. So hey, why don't you uh, uh, take that, that uh, uh, however you wanna give today. In fact, there's many ways to give. They're up on the screen right now. And however you wanna give, I just wanna encourage you, as we pray over this, really just pray that God is going to use it in a powerful way. And so wherever you are, why don't you join me right now in praying over our tithe today. Jesus, we thank you so much for the opportunity to give. We thank you for the fact that we are so blessed. And Father, we know that we are blessed to be a blessing. Father, we don't want money to control us. We don't want money to carry us. Jesus, we want to carry it. We want to use it. We want to release it to you to be used to advance your kingdom here on this earth. And so we're doing that today. Bless this giving today. Bless the giver today. In your mighty name, and everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, hey, actually, right now, we've got a really exciting, really important segment that is coming up. And I, I really just want you to tune in and I want you to listen closely because it's something that, you know, we really believe as lead pastors is going to impact your life in a powerful way. So right now I'm going to hand it over to Pastor Emma for our Heart for the House segment. Now, thanks, Pastor Luke, so much for handing it over here. And I'm excited to talk about Heart for the House. You know, many years ago, I had a decision to make. Would I go all in with trusting God? You know, it sounds like a simple question, but for me, it was actually a loaded one. You know, I was in university, I was paying a lot for tuition, as many of you maybe are, 
and working too many jobs for any university student to be juggling. I was trying desperately to stay out of debt. I thought that if I just studied enough, that I got good enough grades, earned enough scholarships and bursaries, worked hard enough, then maybe I would come out on top. You know, giving to God was a discipline of mine, and I would tithe, mostly out of habit, but sometimes out of reluctance or obligation. You know, should I tithe off my tax return? What about money given to me for my birthday? Is God going to care if I round up or down? I wanted to know the rules, and if I was being honest, I kind of wanted to know the rules so that I could bend the rules a little bit. At the time, I was dating Brandon, and he's now my husband. Many of you know who he is. And in many ways, he is a person who is actually much more principled than I am. He leans to being above and beyond, not cutting corners, going over the top for anyone and everyone. If you've ever met him, you would know this. This includes putting his money where his faith was. You know, over those dating years, I began to learn that giving financially back to Christ's bride, his church, is not meant to be a rule, but rather a discipline, a spiritual practice, a life-giving form of worship. Early in our marriage, we were literally making pennies, and I watched how God took that and turned it into the ability to come out of school debt-free. It didn't make sense how so many different circumstances and so many different things would come together that that would be the case, that that would be possible. I went on to do a master's degree and again came out of that debt free. And that was at the time when we had taken on a pastoring position, making $1,000 a month for our income and promised that that would run out within the first few months of us being there. You see, we received generosity during that time and we gave generously as well. All the while, we never cut a corner in putting our trust in God with our finances. We challenged ourselves to always be one of the top givers in church, regardless of salary or stage of life, and we continue to do that today. We follow God's leading in, leading in times when we would give more or give to others. We allowed God to work in our lives in ways that were not always easy and trusted Him through times that actually did not seem to make any sense. We were able to get into the housing market four years ago, just before everything went crazy in Waterloo Region. We've had three beautiful kids. We were able to have a rental property and just sold one of our homes for over asking. And at the end of this month, we are moving into our dream home that I personally never thought would be possible. You know, I remember times when things were really challenging. We would give above and beyond and really feel like we were trusting God with that. And then all of a sudden our vehicle would break down. A few extra expenses would come in and our bank account felt way too low. There have been fleeting moments where I've thought to myself in those situations, should we have given so sacrificially? Should we have been that generous? Did we push it too far this time? And yet time and time again, God has come through in every single moment. He refines us, he shapes us, he grows us, and his timing is never off. Please don't hear me wrong. Listen, I'm not saying that when you give, you will never have challenges, or everything will be perfect, or even that you will get a tenfold return on your investment of giving financially to God. That would actually be contradictory to Christ. He promises that we will have troubles in this world. But I do know that God is good. So I wonder, what is your heart for the house? God makes, it, God makes it clear that his heart is for the house. The local church, it is his plan. He established his bride and his heart is for it.
His heart is also for the house that is in you. As believers, the Holy Spirit resides in us and he is for you. Yet sometimes it can be so easy to doubt this, so easy to question, so easy to fall into the rules of what is enough. You know, maybe you have a lot of wealth and you can actually give an exponential amount to this Heart for the House next Sunday. Perhaps you feel like you are just getting by and this will take tremendous sacrifice. Maybe you'll have to switch things around in your budget. Maybe you'll have to withhold from, from grabbing coffee or going out or different things like that. You know, we have had people give their, their entire savings for a mortgage and now we see them in a home. We've seen doors open for people's families out of giving sacrificially. We've seen opportunities for businesses or jobs open up. Do you see God's heart for the house, for the church, for you? You see, this year we are giving to things not yet seen. There is so much more in store, and I wonder, are you ready? Does what you're planning to give next week reflect that? Pray about it. Consider it. Remember, God is good, and he is at work in your life. Will you be all in for this Heart for the House on November 8th? We're so excited for it. We've had incredible Heart for the House seasons in past years where people have given so generously, and we've been able to do tremendous things to see God's kingdom move forward. And we believe this year is going to be no different. God has great plans for this church. God has great things in store, and we get to be a part of it. So think about it this week. Pray about it. If you're married, pray with your spouse about it. Take time and talk about it with your kids. Make this something that is a family affair. Think about it as an individual. God, what would you have me give? And I, I, I encourage you to follow that leading. He will not steer you wrong. God is so good. You know, there's many ways that we're going to have the opportunity to give next week. I just want to let you know about them so you can be ready, so you can be prepared next week. So next week, you can give online. That's an option. We also have opened up the option of e-transferring, so that'll be available next week as well. You can give uh, in person at one of our watch parties with debit or check. You can also give text to Todd. So there's a bunch of different ways, and you can go to slatechurch.com give. You can see more about that there. I just want to encourage you. It's going to be a fantastic Sunday next week. Make sure you're leaning in. Make sure you're tuning in. But what will you give for things not yet seen in this heart for the house? Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much, Pastor Emma, for encouraging us around Heart for the House. I can't wait, and I really hope that you feel the same way for this faith statement that we're about to make. Listen, one more announcement that I want to give uh, before we continue, and quite simply, that announcement is this. We've got baptisms coming up on November 15th. We love to be able to baptize people at Slate Church. You know, really, it's an outward, uh, it's an outward display of an inward commitment to follow Jesus. And we're really excited that we're going to be able to baptize people safely. We figured it all out how to do that even during these uh, COVID times. And so we're really excited for that. If you haven't been baptized and you want to get baptized on November 15th, please fill out a Connect card and we would love to get in touch with you and, and uh, help you know how we're going to go about doing that. But we're really excited for what that's going to be for us as a church. You know, you should know, church, that we've actually had so many people over the last number of months of COVID who have wanted to, have been requesting, when can I get baptized? 
And I just think that that is such a cool thing that even during a global pandemic, people are saying, hey, how can I just make this commitment? How can I just display uh, my faith in this decision to follow Jesus? And we just think that it's fantastic. So November 15th, we're really excited for baptisms. Make sure you get yourself signed up for that. It's gonna be awesome. Well, listen, we're moving to a segment in our service that I absolutely love. I always get so much out of it. I think it's gonna be amazing. It's called The Interview. So hey, right now, Pastor Jared, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Thank you, Pastor Luke. Hey church, again, we've got the interview for you today. And the interview actually is just a segment of our service where we take a moment to sit down with some people from our church and hear a little bit about what God has done in their life. And so today we have Jeff and Sharon Brubaker with us. Come on, can we put our hands together for these guys? Great to have you. Yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time to come on and talk a little bit about what God has done in your life. You both have some incredible stories and testimonies that I've gotten to hear bits and pieces of over the years, but we're in our Heart for the House series right now, and so you guys are, uh, you know, you serve in great ways in our church. You run our city impact, which is pretty phenomenal, and so uh, obviously a big heart for God's house, and I just wanted to pass it over to you guys to hear a little bit about your heart for God's house. Yeah, so thanks for having us here today. This is a real honor to, uh, to be on this platform like this. But uh, yeah, um, Sharon and I have always had um, a deep desire to be involved in outreach ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we got involved at Slate Church, it was really exciting to see what, you know, the opportunities that were afforded to us here. And we just got involved, uh, you know, as, as volunteers on, uh, on a couple of different serving teams and quickly got shuffled into some leadership stuff. And all of a sudden we're, we're leading the ministry. And so um, it's just really exciting to see a church that's so vibrant and so mm-hmm. alive and reaching out to people, reaching the lost wow. and uh, providing opportunities. And, and, you know, when it comes to Heart for the House, it's, none of the stuff that we're able to do with City Impact would be possible without yeah, the, right. the extremely generous uh, offerings of the people in this church. Mm. So yeah, it's really exciting for us to be involved and, and yeah. it's cool, thank you so much. Yeah. You, you've got a, a powerful testimony yourself of what God has done in your life. God has been so good, so good. Um, just to give like a little bit of a snippet, um, there about three years ago, I had been in a wheelchair for almost two years yeah. and um, un- unable to do anything for myself, wow. actually. So I had to have 24-hour care. But, you know, um, God is faithful. And even going through all of that, and I was told that that was going to be the rest of my life, um, I would tell them, you know what, this is my for now not my forever. And I stuck to that. So and I just good. kept trusting and believing God yep. that that my God was bigger than what I was facing. Wow. And so um, he healed my body. And with that, I'm able to go out and serve. And mm. I just love that, that That's I get so that powerful. opportunity to go out and serve. So if you see me out on street teams, you'll see me with the biggest smile (laughs) as I'm maybe shoveling snow or as I'm raking or baking leaves. I have the biggest smile because I'm like, you don't know what God has done for me and what he's done for me, he can do for you. Mm. And, you know, through doing those acts, those tangible, practical acts of kindness that we've been able to do uh, through City Impact, we've actually been able to have conversations, real conversations with people in the 
neighborhood and been able to talk with them and maybe share with them or hear their stories and Mm. they're sharing with us. Mm. We've had opportunities to pray with people and we've had people tell us, you know, because you came into our neighborhood, this one was just recently, because you came, me and my wife, we were just debating whether we had to sell our home that we've loved and we've lived here for years um, because we can't take care of it. Mm. But because you guys have come and have offered this help for us, this Mm. is with street teams and city impact. Um, Because you've offered help, we're now able to stay in our home. Like that is impactful right there. That's impacting me. Uh, Talking with some people that some of our volunteers that have come out has been incredible. Um, We have amazing volunteers and we're always looking for more so we can reach more, right? So there's always opportunity. Don't think that we've reached the limit with our volunteers. (laughs) Come on out. We we love them. Um, And I always say just one time. Just mm. give us one time and wow. tell me you don't get hooked. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much fun. But um, I was speaking with one of our new volunteers. I asked him how did he enjoy it his first time out. Right. And he said, you know what? Coming out, like normally doing this stuff at home, it's a chore. And mm. I don't want to do it. But coming out here and doing it for somebody else, it's yeah. a joy. Oh, so and cool. a joy has been built up within me. And wow. I was just like, you know what? That impacted me, just hearing that too. Yep. And just being able to reach people in such a tangible way yeah. is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Wow. But without the generosity of our volunteers of giving of their time, we right. wouldn't be able to reach these people. And not just the generosity of our volunteers, but the generosity of our church yeah. to give in to mm. through ties through special um, like heart for the house we're able to do these things we're able to go out into the community and to really impact our city for Jesus there are so many people out there right now that are so lost Mm. so broken and Mm. don't know the love of Jesus and we just need to get out there and we just need to show them meet them where they live that's right you know Uh, they're not going to come out to church for the most part you know Mm. there are some that will don the doors of a church but we need to go where they are. Wow. You yeah. know, we need those opportunities. And because of the generosity of, of, of our church, yeah. uh, we're able to do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Guys, uh, well, thank you so much for all that you do in leading those teams and just like even just the ideas that you're coming up with of how we can actually serve our city. Um, really quick, like 10 seconds or less as we close this out, what would you say to somebody that maybe, um, I'll give you an option here, either is on the fence about jumping in and serving or maybe is in a waiting season of waiting for God to do something in your life? How would you encourage them as from your own stories? Mm. Did you want to take good. that one? Or? You know, you should totally take that one because you got the waiting experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely with the, <laughs> yeah, with the waiting. Um, just to be faithful to yeah. at the same time, like uh, to step out. There's there's always going to be that that intimidation. There's always going to be that fear to, to take that next step. Right. Uh, whether it is in faith, whether it is a literal step. Yep. Because um, I had to take that literal step. Yep. I had to believe the voice of Jesus when he said, wow. rise and be healed in the Scary. name of Jesus, right? I had to take him at his word and at his voice. But I had to move. Yeah. So you know what? We have to move. Like, be willing to wow. take that step. Step out in faith and just see yes, what so Jesus Jesus can do. Yeah. Amazing, guys. In. Thank you so much for, uh, for just sharing your heart, sharing what God has done. And uh, listen, thank you again just for the ways that you serve in our church, for the example that you set and the ways that you just encouraged us today. I know that it's impacted myself. I'm excited uh, as you guys are talking here, and I'm sure many in our church are as well. But hey, I'm going to pass it over now to, uh, to Pastor Luke, back to you, um, to lead us in our service today.
Thanks a lot, Pastor Jared. Appreciate it. And thank you, Jeff and Sharon. What an incredible testimony that that was. I absolutely love that. I was super encouraged about that. I don't know about you. Well, listen, now it's time for the word, and I hope that you're ready for it. You know, I'm really believing that God wants to speak to you today. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your past might have looked like, whatever's been going on in your week, whatever, really believe that God's got a word for you today. And so I want to encourage you right now, lean in. Actually, stir up your own faith a little bit. Get ready for what God wants to do in your life. Bring some expectation to this. And you know, we really believe that God is going to speak to you today. Your life can be different today because of meeting with and hearing from God today. So we're looking forward to that. So listen, to bring the word today, I can't wait to pass it over to the one and the only Pastor Brandon. So Brandon, take it away, man. Go for it. Thank you. All right, well, uh, we're upgrading my little setup here today. I don't even have a microphone. It's just magically catching my voice, which is really exciting. But now I'm not going to know what to do with my hands. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on as I get used to this. And uh, I'm going to have a a little bit of trouble doing a couple of things today. Staying on time, number one. And number two, uh, another message from my heart, actually, just something that God's been speaking to me over the last little bit. And so I left my notes, I wrote them, I've got them, but I left them there. And I'm just going to be speaking out of what God's been sharing to me, because it's actually quite a bit um, that I believe is going to encourage you today. Before we go any further, if you're watching live or maybe you're just watching On Demand on your YouTube channel, why don't you just thank everybody behind the camera right now for all of the incredible hard work that they do. We're just so thankful for them. And... Uh, uh, really, I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful for everybody involved uh, here at Slate Church, and so are we as lead pastors, just for everybody that you can't see behind the screens right now that are making this happen. We're just so thankful for all of you. And so, uh, yeah, light up that comment section uh, and, uh, and say thank you. All right, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to jump into what I believe that God has for us today. Jesus, thank you that we get to come here today and listen, like where, where, where we find ourselves is not, on, not an accident. For some of us, we're listening over podcasts. For some of us, we're listening um, in a watch party. For some of us, we're listening by ourselves or watching by ourselves in our homes. And for some of us, we've got a house full of people eagerly waiting for what you're going to speak. God, no matter where we find ourselves, it's not an accident. We pray that you would speak to us today. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said where they find themselves. Amen. Amen. All right, well... I want to speak a really brief message called Drop the Ball, okay? This is part two a little bit of what Emma talked about last week, and it's really part two of my message as well. I don't know if you can have two part twos, but I feel like it's actually bringing together some common themes. And uh, I want to talk on this theme of Drop the Ball because it's something that's been impacting me. You know, we are now, uh, I'm going to get this a little bit wrong, but we're like seven months into a pandemic right now. And in uh, a, a global pandemic. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little sick and tired of it. I'm tired of hearing like France and Germany are going back into a complete lockdown. I'm tired of having to cough right now <coughs> and feeling like I can't do it because it has nothing to do with COVID. But everybody in the audience, like all, everybody in the studio just left. Like they're not even here anymore. But it's like, it's getting a little crazy. And I'm hearing this rhetoric um, gain a little bit of momentum. And it's this rhetoric of like, can 2020 just be over by now? I don't know if you've heard it or maybe you've said it, but I want to pick up on this rhetoric because a lot of people are just sick and tired of 2020. 2020 is going to go down in the record books for a lot of us as the worst year of our lives. 
But today I want to talk to us about the idea that it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that we look back on 2020 like, oh my gosh, I was just waiting for 2021. You know what? Waiting for 2021 is a little bit like uh, I went on a camping trip a few days ago, about a week ago. And I went on this camping trip and there was a complete downpour as we were getting our tent set up. And waiting until 2021 is like waiting for the rain just to stop so you can put up your tent and get on with your lives. It's like every moment you wait in that rainstorm is more moments you're getting soaking wet and less moments that you could actually be productive and get dry. Waiting for 2021 is actually disregarding what God wants to do through your life right now. You see, for some of us, we're looking back on 2020, and we had all these expectations when we went into uh, quarantine or whatever else, and we were like, we're going to use this time. I know for myself, I'm like, I'm going to be the most disciplined person in the world coming out of this. And uh, the truth is, is that for a lot of us, we're looking back on 2020, and it's actually kind of disappointing. We're looking back, and we're going, man, I feel like I've dropped the ball when it comes to relationships. I'm not using even Skype, or who uses Skype anyway? Nobody's using Skype. Okay, nobody's ever said that in 2020. But you're like, I'm not even choosing to call my grandparents when I have downtime. I'm not using this time productively. I've dropped the ball on all these different things. And quite honestly, can I just be real with you for a second? I really feel like I have dropped the ball personally on so many different things for the majority of 2020. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2021, and I'm like, the start date is coming. January 1st is coming. I'm going to get back to it then. And I'm like looking forward like somehow 2021, just because it's a different date on the calendar, that somehow it's going to be better than the previous year. But can I tell you today that it's okay if you actually drop the proverbial ball that you feel you're going to drop. You know, for me, I've had to actually circle around on a lot of different things that have been going on in my life. I've had to circle around on the fact that I realize that there's lack of forgiveness that has been building up in my heart uh, when it comes to certain situations in my life. I've had to circle back on some stuff and realize that for the majority of my life, I have lived as a people pleaser. No matter how much confidence I think I have, I usually orient my life to please everybody around me. I will do everything in my power to make sure that I don't ruffle feathers and then I don't and then I get to a point where I don't care about it and then I ruffle feathers and just feel like I'm dropping the ball even more. I've been reflecting a lot because there's been a lot of heartache in my life recently where I've just had to meet up with, make a few extra appointments with my therapist and say like, I don't know what's going on, but I want to go full tilt into this because I don't want to be this, any, this, this way anymore. You know, I think that one of the things that we can do when we feel like we're dropping the ball is just actually recognize that we actually dropped the ball. Just accept it. I was talking to my therapist this, uh, uh, over the past couple of weeks. And one of the things that I was uh, voicing to her is I was voicing this idea that um, I never feel safe, like ever. You know, so many people look to me for direction, and I've got a family of like three kids. And if you were to ask me, like, when do you feel safe? And I'd say, I, honestly, like, I don't know when I feel safe. And then all of a sudden, I had this revelation in my mind. And the revelation was this, that really the only place that I feel like I ever felt safe was when I was going through a lot as a kid, and my dad would come into my room, he'd put his hand on my head. Some of you know that this took place when I was dealing with something called obsessive compulsive disorder. He'd put his hand on my head and say, you're not alone, buddy. And I was starting to realize that the problem that I was having in my life is that I wasn't allowing God to be that hand on my head anymore. 
In fact, in my life, over this past year, one of the things that I've been wrestling with is my faith. Anybody been wrestling with your faith? How could God allow a pandemic? How could God allow me to lose my business? How could God allow my marriage to be falling apart? How could God do this? And the truth is, is that what I started to realize in my own life over the last little while is that the, the, the feeling that, the physical feeling that I so long for when it comes to my dad putting his hand on my head is exactly what God wants to do with me as his child. And because of the devil and the enemy whispering in my ear that maybe you don't believe as much as you think you believe, that maybe you don't actually have as much faith as you think you have, that little doubt creeping in gives you no credibility to speak to, 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 speak to God's people. You know, that, that little doubt that comes in is the very thing that is keeping God's hand from covering my head and covering my ears and saying, you know what, buddy? It's going to be okay. You know what, Brandon? It's going to be okay. You know what, Sam? It's going to be okay. You know what, Julie? It's going to be okay. I use Julie because if I use Julie, it's going to hit on somebody. There's so many Julies in our church and Julias, I can't sort them. But listen, God is speaking to us today and saying, it's okay if you've dropped a ball. It's okay if you've dropped a ball in 2020 because guess what? You're in good company because we all have. I love Romans chapter 23, uh, chapter 22, and it says, Romans 3, 22, it says, this righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Did you hear that? All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That should be incredibly encouraging to those of us that look back and they're near past and say, you know what, 2020 hasn't been as great as I want it to be, but God is saving me anyway. God's grace is there anyway. God is wanting to move in my life anyway. We are in great company because when we look through the scriptures, we see a whole bunch of people that were jacked up, but God used them anyway. And one of the things that astounds me is that any time that uh, that, that um, God shows up in somebody's life. Anytime that God shows up in the, midst of, uh, uh, in the midst of a situation and he's calling one of his children to do something for him. And, and what I mean by this is stories like Moses. And God shows up and says, Moses, I want you to lead my people out of Egypt. Or he shows up to Joseph. Uh, uh, Joseph and he says, hey, hey Joseph, you're going to lead the people around you. Or he shows up to Abraham and he says, hey, I'm going to actually establish a people through you. Do you realize that when God shows up in the company of the saints that we find ourselves a part of, when he shows up in their midst while they're here on earth, he never shows up and first lights up their mistake before showing them what he's calling them to. Like never once does he show up to Moses and say, hey Moses, I wanna to talk to you about murdering a man and then we're gonna to get to some calling. He never shows up to Abraham and says, Abraham, let's talk about you sleeping with, uh, with, with uh, uh, I was going to say Rahab. He did not sleep with Rahab. That is a completely different story. But you have been sleeping with your wife's uh, maiden and, and committing adultery. Now let's talk about how I'm going to use you. You realize that he doesn't show up to Joseph and say, hey, you've got some pride issues. Oh, and let's talk about how you're going to say. No, God always shows up with the purpose because he's not surprised by the sin of the saints. He's not surprised by your sin. He's not surprised by the ball that was dropped. He's not surprised that Brandon's going through a difficult time in 2020. He's not surprised that you're going through a difficult time. In fact, all he wants you to do is recognize that from time to time, we're all going to drop a ball. And that's why Jesus had to come to save us in the first place. <laughs> drop the ball. Drop the ball. Because 2020 is going to have as many mix-ups as any other time. But you know, we always, are, we so often mix up control in our lives, don't we? 
Because we want control over our context, but we often forget about our character. Listen, what we need to do is realize that there's some things in our context that we find ourselves in that we can't control, but there are some things within that context, i.e. ourselves, that we can control. You see, we can't control what the surroundings look like, but we can control what ourselves will look like. So we need to ease up on ourselves, but then we actually need to pick up ourselves, okay? You need to drop the ball, but then you need to pick it back up because God actually has more in store for you. He has more in store for our church. He has more in store for this world that we live in. 2020 isn't it, but 2020 is still going on at the time of the recording of this message. And that means that we need to rise up and actually move into the future that God is calling us to. And this can be like a, a weird dichotomy, can't it? Where in one hand we're saying, hey, listen, you need to just be okay with the fact that everybody sins. There's nothing you can do about that. And that sometimes you're going to drop the ball and you need to accept the fact that you're human. We're so hard on ourselves. Oh, but by the way, you need to uh, also pick up the ball, okay? <laughs> and sometimes it can be like, well, what, what does that mean? It, the same dichotomy exists in Matthew chapter 11. And uh, we, we pick up the story. Jesus is speaking to a bunch of people that are weary. And in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, it says, Jesus is speaking. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Huh. My burden is light. Has anybody ever experienced a light burden? Like, I've never experienced a burden that somebody's put on, and it's like, oh, this is easy, except for when it comes to Jesus. You see, I was trying to, I was was praying about this, and I was going, God, like, on one hand, I feel like in this last season, you're asking me to be okay with who I am, but I also feel like you're telling me to pick myself up and move towards the future that you have for me. And all of a sudden, this image of a caterpillar walked in, like, walked into my mind. All of a sudden, this caterpillar, this little tiny caterpillar, my kids are obsessed with them. It's like crawling around. And this thought came to me, how ridiculous would it be to expect a caterpillar to fly? But mind you, a caterpillar goes into a cocoon, and after the cocoon, it comes out a butterfly. And as a butterfly, we do expect it to fly. See, that cocoon for us, those of us that are sinful beings but saved by Jesus' grace... That's Jesus' work, saving power working in our lives. That's his justifying power. That's his sanctifying power living in our lives. Listen, on our own, we actually can't pick ourselves up. On our own, we actually can't muster up the strength that we need to do all that God is calling us to do. On our own, we are nothing. We are like caterpillars trying to fly. But the moment we tap into the gloriousness and the grace of what Jesus Christ did for us on that cross is the moment that we can fly and we can soar on wings like eagles because Jesus is doing the transforming work in us that is necessary to give us the strength we need to pick ourselves up and begin to move into the future that he has for us. 
It can be done, but it can't be done the way that you're trying to do it. We got to turn back to Jesus again and again and again and again. But as long as you feel like you can't drop the ball in front of our God the Father is the time where you will not be able to pick yourself back up because you'll be afraid of going back to the Father. My father, every single night between the ages of 11 and 13, came into my room as I was freaking out and literally having conversations with the devil in my mind. And he would put his hand on my head. And never once did he walk in and say, you should be ashamed of yourself that you are still in the same place. Why would a father do that to a small kid? you got to understand the ways of the father, our father, are so much higher than ours that he's not looking at us as like responsible adults that should have responsible jobs and walk through 2020 like nothing happened. He sees us as those small kids that are going to struggle with things from time to time. And he's saying, hey, I'm here. I want to put my hand on your head. I want to put my hand on your soul. I want to do some transforming work inside of you because I'm not done with you. And it's time to pick yourself up because we got to go. There's purpose in your future. Come on, say church, there's purpose in your future. Like church, church, not just individuals, church. There's purpose in our future. God is not done. God is not done. My response of dropping a ball is my responsibility. It really is. But it's my responsibility to take on what Jesus has done for me. Take on his burden, which is light. Pick up his cross, the cross that we, we bear, which is light, and follow and follow him. See, I think that we've got a glorious future to look forward to. And in John chapter 14, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's about to leave earth. He's about to go to prepare a place for them in heaven. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Isn't that a word for us today? Trust in God. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you, listen, if you're worried about your salvation today like sometimes I can do, don't worry. There's many rooms in the house of God. If it were not so, I would have told you, I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Church, this is an incredible, encouraging word from Jesus to his disciples, which we get to read today to encourage ourselves. And who knows that the church still has responsibilities today in the year 2020 because God has not come back yet. And in the meantime, we need to actually be outworking all the things that he has for us. Listen, we need to allow God to continue to move in our midst because he's not done yet. See, the other day, Theo, he was... uh, He's really being a pain, and, and, and I yelled, and uh, I just saw, like, this fear come over my son. And, of course, this is something I talked to my therapist about. I felt so guilty. I have not felt that guilty, like I had dropped the ball. I had not felt that guilty in so many years. But all of a sudden, my son, it was my natural reaction to what he was doing. It was just like, Rah! and I was like, oh, no, as I saw the, the look come over his face. And the truth is, is that I dropped the ball. All I want for my son is for him to feel my hands on his head and say, it's going to be okay, buddy. And to be able to release him into what future God has for him. But in that moment, you got to know that my father's heart was broke. <laughs> like, how can I do this? But listen, we've got to have a vision 
for our families. Those of you that are parents, we gotta have a vision for our families. We gotta have a vision for our lives. We gotta have a vision for what God wants to do through us that extends beyond our present moment. Because our present moment might feel like we're stuck in the muck. Our present moment might feel like we are just sinful through and through. Our present moment might feel like we are beyond grace. But we are not just called to grit it out and bear and grin it. We are actually called to call on the grace of God. We're not a gritty type of people, we are a gracey type of people. We look at what Jesus has done for us and we go, you know what, if he could do that, that for me, a sinner, I can do it for others. You know what we do? We look at our sons and we say sorry in the moment. We respond out of our responsibility to pick ourselves up and say, you know what? A better day is coming, buddy. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to point you to the Father. But all of us need to start doing that for our own lives. We need to look towards 2020 or 2021 going, you know what? Drop that ball. And I mean it, in New York City, let's drop that ball in 2021. But not as a way of like, wow, I made it through 2020. But looking back saying, you know what? There was a moment in 2020 where God began to speak to me and I didn't just leave it there. I didn't just give up. I didn't just lie down and wait for 2021. But as this ball drops this new year, may we look back and say, God got a hold of me in that moment and I'm not looking back the same on it because God is able to do a lot through our lives when we we realize that there is so much more, so much more that he has for his children. Listen, I want to pray for anybody on the other side of this screen. Maybe you're watching live right now. And uh, if you're watching live, there's actually going to come up in the, in the comment section, just a raise my hand. You want to make a decision to follow Jesus. Or maybe you're watching on demand, but maybe you're watching today and you're going, I, I didn't realize that God wasn't just wanting to get angry with me. You know what? You need to know that Jesus came and died a sinner's death on that cross because we can't pay the price for our sin ourselves. We tried, but we were doing a terrible job at it. But you know what? When God comes into the picture, when Jesus comes into the picture and he dies on that cross, he pays that price of sin for you the moment you accept it, you accept that free gift. So if you're on the other side of the screen and you wanna make a decision to follow Jesus, why don't you right now just bow your head with me I wanna pray for you or click that button. Jesus, I thank you for everybody right now that is listening to these words and just feeling like, man, I've been a mess up. I haven't used my time well. I just feel like whatever, God, whatever it might be, may we understand that you have something so much more eternal for us. Jesus, I pray that people will begin to understand right now that the blood that you shed on the cross was shed for us that it would wash over our dirty selves and make us as white as snow. Jesus, right now we can spend eternity with you by just accepting that you paid a price for sin that we cannot pay for ourselves. Pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, anybody making a decision to follow Jesus right now? Um, Pastor Luke is gonna be up in just a few moments. He's gonna give you more direction. But I wanna pray for anybody else that just feels like they've been dropping the ball recently. Honestly, it can be heartbreaking to feel like you're just not doing the job you feel like you should be doing. If that's you, wherever you find yourself, why don't you just close your eyes, bow your head. Wherever you find yourself, if that's you, why don't you just raise a hand and say, hey, I need prayer for this. I feel like I just, I'm going through life, feeling like I'm dropping the ball, disappointing everybody around me, disappointing my father, disappointing this. 
Listen, just drop it right now. Let's pray for it. Jesus, in your mighty name, no matter where anybody finds themselves, who cares how far we are into 2020 and who cares how we feel right now? All we need to know is that we can drop it at your feet in the name of Jesus Christ right now. God, that right now can be a turning point for us in our walk with you. That right now can be a turning point in our year 2020 so we don't just have to wait to get through this year, but we can look back on this year saying, you know what? I didn't let the enemy get a hold of me. know what? I didn't allow that addiction to get a hold of me. I didn't allow those conversations to get between me and my wife. God, right now, God, I pray that hearts will be turning, that that confidence would be rising, that grace would replace grit, and that in Jesus' name, you would provide the power that we need to follow you. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Church, why don't we stand up and begin to worship?
His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May His favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children may his presence go before you and behind you and beside you all around you and within you he is with you he is with you in the morning in the evening in your coming and your going in your weeping and rejoicing he is for you he is for you he is for you he is for you A powerful message from Pastor Brandon. Why don't we just take a moment and thank him for that incredible word? Why don't you just put that in the chat right now? Why don't we just put our hands together and just thank him for that incredible message? <laughs> truly, truly amazing. Well, hey, we're about to head into the, the next part of our, our service, the last part really of our service, which we call it the debrief. And this is where we take some time to just unpack the message because like we often say here, we don't want the message just to stay in our Sunday, but we actually want to take it with us into our, into our week, into our everyday life and actually live it out. Uh, so here with me today, I have two very special people, uh, Jason and Denise Betker, who is an amazing couple in our church. They serve on many different teams, your connect group leaders and... You're my parents-in-law. <laughs> so this is really, really cool to have you guys here with me today. And we, let's just get into it. 
What were some of the things that just stood out to you that resonated with you guys from this message today? Drop the ball. It's a timely word, uh, something that I think a lot of us in different ways probably have struggled with, with in different areas, maybe feeling like we've dropped the ball in certain ways. So what are some of the things that just stood out to you guys? Well, I'll go first. Yeah. Thanks so much for having us. Um, wow, what a great service this has been. It's been amazing. And uh, just honestly, Brandon's message was so impactful today about dropping the ball. I know for me this year, I've dropped the ball lots of times. And But the whole idea that God has his hand on, on our heads. And, and for me, um, I've always had this scripture and this thought that God is carrying me in the worst times and in the times where I do drop the ball, God is carrying me. So that just reinforced that message today. And you know, there's that pick yourself up and God is with us and he's gonna help to pick us up and go forward into great things exciting such a good reminder how about you Jason yeah so I mean I was furiously typing all kinds of things as Brandon was speaking because there was just so many amazing things that he was talking about and it was it was funny because he talked about how you know we're looking forward to 2021 and I just had a conversation at work today with somebody and we thought and we were talking about we just want to put 2020 behind us and look to, to 2021 and and sometimes we're always sort of looking ahead instead of like living in the situation that we're in right now and and I think part of it is when when Brandon was saying too about you, know, you can't always control the circumstances and the situation, but you can control your response to the to the circumstances and situation that you're currently in. Um, and and that that picture that Denise was talking about too about God just having His hand on your head. Mm -hmm. There's something so comforting and so restful about that. That you know God has you in the palm of His hand, and and He's not surprised by these circumstances. He's not surprised by 2020 at all. Yeah. And he wants us to to have that vision and have and be able to grow and develop. And there's just so many amazing things that can happen this year. You know, even with the, everything that's going on around us, we can still thrive. And God wants us to thrive. Yeah. yeah. So good. It is. It's true. It's such a comforting thought and knowing that we're, we don't have to do this alone, but we actually have God with us and for us. Uh, so just practically speaking, when it comes to your everyday, you guys are working, working from home right now, working virtually, uh, but you guys have lots of things happening in your world. So what are some practical steps that you guys are going to take that just to, to actually put this into practice? For me, I think it's just re really, you know, reading the word every day and praying and just really trusting that God is in control. Like in the midst of all the bad news that you hear throughout the day and throughout the weeks, to know that, you know what, there's more to this. There's more to this story and there's a great future in store for all of us. So it's just practically reading your Bible, praying, you know, making those phone calls, texting people, staying in relationship with people. That's so important. So key. Yeah, and I think too, it's, it's, and Brandon alluded to this as well, is when we first went into this, everyone had all these great intentions, right? We had all these intentions. And so I think, I think it's being intentional. I think it's following through on some of those things. Like there's people that I haven't connected with for months now that I'm like, I got to reach out to people. I, I have to see how they're doing. I have to encourage them. I have to be that person, right? Because I think that's so important to make sure that people are sort of thriving through this and they're not getting lost in kind of what, what's going on. So, so that's part of it, I think. And then for me personally as well to, to relinquish control to God. Like I, I, I am a bit of a control person and I like to, you know, have things lined up and I like to know what's going on. But, but just every day, like get up in the morning and just have that purpose, but also to, you know, give it over to God and just, you know, trust him. And that, that's the big thing. And that's been kind of woven through some of the, the messages that have happened. It's that idea of trusting God 
and being able to turn things over to him. So I think that's a practical way is just trust God in all the things and then you don't have to worry about them. You can just lay it at his feet. Like Brandon said, just lay it at God's feet. So good. And I love what you actually mentioned as well, like reaching out to people, because oftentimes when we drop the ball, we get so hard on ourselves and we can get so caught up in that. So even reminding uh, one another to actually look to God and to remember that we uh, he's there for us. He, he, he actually is for us and we get, can actually pick the, the ball back up and we can move forward into all the things that God has for us. So that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining me here today, sharing some wisdom. So good. And hey, I just want to, before we close here, uh, if you made a decision today to follow Jesus, that truly is, we say this every single week because we have people making this decision every week, but that is the best decision that you could ever make. And we are so excited for you. Uh, We're so happy for you. But this really is just the first step on your journey of faith. And we want to come alongside you, answer any questions that you might have, resource you. So to get in contact with you, we would love for you to fill out one of our Connect cards. Uh, It's popping up in the chat right now if you're watching it and one of our online service times. You can also go to slatechurch.com slash connect. You can fill that out because again, we just want to connect with you, get to know you, answer any questions you might have. And because this is not a journey you're meant to do alone, but you actually get to do it with others. We would love to be there for you as you walk out this journey of faith. We also have something happening right after the service, which we call Next Steps. And this is just a great place for you if you want to get to know us a little bit more as a church, get to know who we are, our mission, our vision, our values, meet some of our incredible team. Uh, We would just love for you to be a part of that. And it happens right after the the service over a Zoom call. uh, And we would just, we would love to see you there. But hey, what an incredible service this has been. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Whatever day of the week it might be, uh, we just pray that you will have a blessed rest of your week. Thank you so much. And we will see you, see you next Sunday. Hey, Kenzie, how's it going? Good, 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 good,
Okay. 